Corinthians 16 says, Be watchful, stand fast in the faith, be bold, be courageous, uh, be, be bold, be strong, and do everything in the last time when I've been preaching on being watchful. Today I want to preach on the second segment of this scripture. That is, stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. You know, we are living in a time where, you know, things are going wrong one after the other. There's a lot of confusion. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of uncertainty. People don't know the answers to the problems. And, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the world. And in all that is going on in the world and on top of it, personally, in your life, in your family, maybe in your workplace or business, whatever, there are other challenges or different challenges you face. And it is so, so important as Christians to have faith or stand fast in the faith because everything or especially the devil would like to shake you to knock you down okay to knock you down and in all that you go through let us stand firm in faith you know jesus he said in luke chapter 18 verse 8 when the son of man comes Will he really find faith on the earth? Will he find faith on the earth? And I believe Jesus is coming soon. I don't know when. But we are moving each day closer and closer to his coming. And Jesus is saying that when he comes back, he becomes the faith of many children. Faith of many will be knocked down. And that's why Paul is saying to the Corinthians church, you know, he's saying, let's stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. As I said to you, you know, the devil attacks, he doesn't like us to be closer to God or to walk in the purposes and plan and will of God. Right from the beginning, the time when God created Adam and Eve, he tried to destroy the plan of God, the purposes of God. In some ways it was successful, but praise God, Jesus Christ, 2,000 years back, he defeated him. And I believe that there are four deeds that Satan or evil one attacks. There are four ways that the evil one, he attacks us. And what are they? The first one is he deceives. He deceives people. The second one is he discourages. 
The third one immediately why you speak. And then the fourth one is it distracts. He uses this tactics of weapon against the people of God to deceive, to discourage, to divide. You know, talking about deception. First Timothy chapter four was one statement. Now the Spirit expressly says that in latter times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. You know, it was in those days, those times, there were many people who came that claimed to be Christ. There were many even preachers came who kind of took people of God away from the doctrines of the foundations of the doctrines that was taught at that time. And that's what Paul is saying to young Timothy who is serving God, that in later times, some will depart from the faith. And that's why Jesus is saying that when I come back, you'll have to make faith. Why did you depart? Because gave me deceiving spirits and doctrine of demons. So that's why we need to be so careful. You know, when these deceiving spirits of people who say all kinds of things. You know, even there are many who can claim to be people of God and can say things and deceive us. As we know in the past, let's talk about the coming of the Lord. There were people who said that Jesus is coming, going to come on the date, and people believed those people and it sold their property, sold everything. And then when that day did come, people were discouraged, went into depression, even many people wanted to finish their life. And we also hear that. You know, in the last couple of years, there were many kind of uh, prophecies were made uh, about the leadership in uh, U.S. and that didn't happen. And a lot of people got discouraged and lost faith in the people of God, men of God. And that's why we need to go back to the word of God and read those prophetic words with the word of God. Because the prophetic word will always encourage the prophetic word will be in line with and you know John chapter 8 was 31 to 30, uh, 31 to 32. Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, if you abide in my word, listen to this, if you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. In other words, you won't be deceived. You won't get deceived, but you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. How? By abiding in his word. What does it mean to abide in his word? It means to learn, to study, to read the word of God, to meditate on the word of God, to know the word of God. And when we are, our foundation is based on the word of God, no matter all kinds of things that will come, we will be strong in faith, firm in faith. Nothing can shake your faith. 
Hallelujah. And the second one is discouragement. This is the story about the people of Judah. You know, book of Ezra speaks about the building of the temple of God. And that's the same time Nehemiah was building the wall of Jerusalem. Because the wall of Jerusalem was lying in ruins, the temple of God was in And here are the some of the people of God who took the challenge of building the wall of Jerusalem, building the temple of God. But it was not easy for them. They had a lot of obstacles. They had a lot of discouragement that we went through. In fact, here it says in Ezra 4, chapter 4, verse 4 to 5, then the people of the land tried to discourage the people of Jerusalem. They summoned them in building and hired counselors against them to frustrate their purpose all the days of Cyrus, king of Persia, even until the reign of Darius, king of Persia. So when you read further on, you know, it just didn't finish over there. It was like one after the other, discouragement coming to them. So that they were not complete to build the temple of God. How do you handle when discouragements come? How do you handle when people criticize you or undermine you or make you feel that you're not worthy? Do you go through that discouragement? Yes, for that moment, it is very discouraging. But how do you overcome? That's what Paul says, stand fast. Stand fast in the faith. Then let's talk about the third one, division. Romans 16, 17, Paul says, Now I urge you, brethren, not those who cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which you learn and avoid them. So here Paul is urging, you know, division. And I believe the evil one uses people to divide people. You know, again, when you read Psalm 133 verse 1, it says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Let me tell you, as the church grows, there will be times, you know, we all are different. You know, we all have different temperaments and different ways of upbringing. And we all different people, we all come together in the body of Christ and we are living life together in the glory of God. And someone said, to be with God in heaven is glory and to be with God on earth is another story. And and there are rubbing of shoulders that take this. And that's why you know, the seed of delusion can come up. And it's something like this in this picture you see. There is a big boat, but each one is breaking that big boat to build their own small boats. 
speaks about selfishness. And eventually that big God sings. And that's why, you know, the scripture tells us that behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Why? Because the blessing of God comes when people are united together. In fact, it says the last sentence for there the Lord commanded the blessing life forever. You know, when we love each other, when we forgive each other, when we encourage each other, there's no room for division to come. Love covers multitude of sin. And we encourage one another in the Lord. Amen? And the fourth one is distraction. This is a classic story about a prophet of God. was a young prophet of God whom God was using. Powerful and mighty miracles. Then God said to him, you know, go on your way. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Do not eat if anyone invites you. Do not go there and eat or drink anything. Go on your journey to the destiny that I have for you. But then there was another man of God who wanted to test this young man of God. And here is the story. It's like this. You know, in First King chapter 13, verse 15 onwards, then he said to him, come home with me and eat and, and eat bread. And he said, I cannot return with you nor go in with you, neither can I eat bread nor drink water with you in this place. For I have been told by the word of the Lord, you shall not eat bread nor drink water there, nor written by going the way you came. He said to him, I too am a prophet as you are. And an angel spoke to me by the word of the Lord saying, bring him back with you to your house that he may eat bread and drink water. He was lying to him. So he went back with him and ate bread in his house and drank water. Deception, lies, was used to test him. For this man of God, it was his test. And then it happens. Now it happened as they sat at the table that the word of the Lord came to the prophet and brought him back. And he cried out to the man of God who came from Judah, saying, Thus says the Lord. Because you have disobeyed the word of the Lord and have not kept the commandment which the Lord your God commanded you. But you came back, ate bread and drank water in the place of which the Lord said to you, eat no bread and drink no water. Your corpse shall not come to the tomb of your fathers. And when you read the story further, this man of God, he is attacked by a lion and dies. Now God had told him, go on your way. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. But he got distracted. And he 
but distracted believing that this is the man of God and he said, like God spoke to me. Let me tell you this. When the prophetic word comes to you, it will always confirm to you what God has been speaking to you. Not the other way. And here, he should have just obeyed God and not listened to this man who was telling him to do something else. You know, the word of God says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 22, 23, 27 in the Message Bible, keep village vigilant, watch over your heart. That's where the life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lines, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. It says keep your eyes straight ahead. Do not be distracted. You know, I remember when I was many, many years back, when I was learning to drive, and as I was driving, I was looking here and there, and my instructor always used to correct me, said, Sanjay, don't look here and there. Look at where you are going to your destiny. Look at where you are going. Don't get distracted. And it says, keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step. And the road will stretch out smooth before you, looking neither right nor left. Leave evil in the dust. Uh, dust. You know, there are many things that comes in our life which can distract us from the purposes and plans of God. You know, I remember one of my friends, he was telling me the story about his journey. He was traveling in plane from one of the eastern countries to London, and it was a long flight. And he was sitting to someone, and he said, throughout the journey, it was a wrestling or a fight for the armrest. Have you ever been in that place? You know, where there is only one armrest between each other, and there is that struggle and fight to keep that, you know, your hand on that. And he said, the whole journey, his thoughts, his mind, you know, was focused on that when he will get most of the space because he was irritated by this other person who was sitting next to him, not giving him enough space. And the whole journey, he wasted his time struggling with that. And he says, you know, then he realized what a waste of time, the distraction. You know, this is maybe just the little minor things of life, but there are so many things that in our life we face that can be a distraction for us that takes away from the purpose and plan of God. Amen? Look at this picture. This cat is not bothered. <laughs> Looks like all these dogs are just waiting to attack this cat. But this cat is not bothered. Something we can learn for our life. 
when all kinds of attacks come, all kinds of discouragement comes, don't be bothered by stand fast in the faith. Stand fast in the faith. You know, Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, verse 13, 19, then the cares and anxieties of the world and distractions of age and the pleasure and delight and false glamour and deceitfulness of riches and the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke and suffocate the word and it becomes fruitless. You know, Jesus was talking about the parable of the sower. And he's saying the cares and anxiety of the world and distractions of the ages and the pleasure and delight and false glamour, all these things and the craving creeps in and chokes and suffocates the word of God. And it says, and it becomes fruitless. You know, so that's why we need to be careful. How we can defeat the devil. And again, I got three that. Just discern, disarm, and defeat. Discern, disarm, and defeat. You know, Paul says, Philippians chapter 1, verse 9, and this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in the knowledge and all discernment. So he's saying that, you know, your love may abound still more and more in what? In knowledge and in all discernment. Again, Hebrews 4.12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And then further it says, And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So word of God helps us to discern what's going on in our life. And Paul, his prayer is that you may grow in all discernment. So learn to discern every attack of the enemy. Learn to discern every deception that enemy brings into your life. And second is his son. Disarm. How do we disarm? Second Corinthians 10, 5 says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. This mind is a battleground. And whenever those thoughts come, whether it is attempting thoughts or thoughts to discourage you, to deceive you, you know, you need to bring it to Jesus. Bring it captive to the obedience of Christ and say, I bring those thoughts captive in Jesus' name. I don't entertain it. I don't receive it. What I receive is the promise of and the third one is defeat. Jesus has already defeated Satan on the cross for a thousand years back. So we are not fighting for victory, we are fighting from victory. 
Amen. The weapons of a warfare are not common, but they are mighty in Christ Jesus. The one who is in us is greater than he who is in the world. Amen. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against you, you shall condemn it, because this is the heritage of the servants of So discern, disarm, and defeat. Do you know why? Because, again, three Ds. Because you are delivered, you are defined, and you are distinct. Amen. You are delivered, you are defined, and you are destined. You are delivered because of what Christ Jesus has done. You are defined. John 1 12 says, As many as received him, he gave him the right to He has made us heir and co heirs with Christ. You are defined. You are the royal priesthood, the holy nation. Amen. You are a particular people in, in a good way. That's what the scripture says. So you are delivered, defined, and destined. And when you know this truth, no matter what comes in your life, you'll be able to stand every, every attacks of the enemy. I don't know whether you have you know about this toy. It's, this toy is called Hit Me Toy. Have you ever seen this toy? Yeah? So this Hit Me Toy is, you know, when you hit this toy, it goes down, but it bounces back again, you know, to its position. No matter how hard you hit, this toy bounces back to its original position. And that's why it's called Hit Me Toy. I remember as a young boy, I used to play this. And we learned something from that. No matter what circumstances hits you, you bounce back to the purpose and the plan of God, what God has. Amen. And as a church, people of God, I'm closing it first. And as a church, you know, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 5 says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a royal priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It says, you also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a royal priesthood. So you're built into, that's the background music for my message. Um, so you're being built into a spiritual house. Amen? Each one are built into a spiritual house. Hallelujah. Let me say to each other, look at each other and say, you are being built into a spiritual house. To be a royal holy Holy priesthood. And that's why we need to stand fast in the faith. The days ahead are not easy. 
And that's why we need to start in the faith.